Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Review Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. We'll be reviewing um, round, what is it, six, I think it is, of um, Super Rugby Aotearoa and round seven of Super Rugby AU. Um, we have four games for you. Uh, the Crusaders versus the Highlanders, the Brumbies, uh, the Warriors versus the Brumbies, the um, Blues versus the Hurricanes. Oh, dearie me. Um, and the uh, Rebels versus the Reds. And I hope I've gotten the right way around for all of those. Joining me and uh, keeping me on the straight and narrow um, is Ashwin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, not doing too badly. I'm keeping you on the straight, straight and narrow, or are you keeping me on the straight and narrow? No, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, to, before we even start here, I mean, you're trying to usurp yourself. So look, let, let's get, get ourselves in the right position here. That's <laughs> yeah. the, uh, Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> I'm taking the shaggy. For those of you listening, the um, listening to the, the uh, podcast, podcast rather than watching the show, uh, Ashwin uh, put himself in the in, in, in the in the the host seat of the show. He thinks he's doing the swinging from the hip, but it's not. No, I didn't. Uh, he's... <laughs> it's the <laughs> software. It's the algorithms, man. It's the algorithms. AI. The AI. <laughs> Dear me, please don't talk about computers. You know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> John Snow, you know nothing. Um, the, oh, dear me. So, um, welcome, everybody, and uh, do let us know in the live chat. Obviously, we're here at 8 p.m. every Sunday uh, with, with the Super Rugby Review Show. So do uh, join us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. You can join in the live chat and let us know your thoughts about the games as well. Um, kicking us off was uh, clearly the game of the round, folks, um, with the the uh, Crusaders taking on the Highlanders. And I think pretty much nobody gave the Highlanders any hope coming into this game. They stood six players down due to uh, breaches of, uh, I forgot the wording they use now, um, but uh, basically partying and drinking. Um, whereas that's not the word, the words we breach of, breach of protocols, I think was the words they used, um, and then decided to go into total shutdown, um, and um, uh, which. Um, and uh, not talking to the media, which really didn't uh, didn't, didn't help the narrative at all. But that kind of stuff is uh, we'll discuss on Tuesday evening on the Driving Mall Show about how um, the Super Rugby franchises or Super Rugby teams um, should handle that kind of thing. Uh, because I, don't, I think that was a, a lesson in how not to do it um, by the Highlanders. Um, but uh, early on, um, it didn't start off that great for the Highlanders, to be honest. Um, Gregory got himself... Uh, in the wrong position um, and uh, interesting call by the referee there because Gregory was the first infringement but um, Will Jordan didn't have to make contact with the player in the air and it could have been reversed but um, it wasn't. Um, Arsene, I see you throwing your, throwing your hands in the air like you just don't care. Oh, I'm fr I think I'm having some technical issues. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. We're all good. Okay, yeah, no, I've got a few. Okay, so you, yeah, and you see my pictures on. Numbers. No, look, I mean, that... Um, I'm, I'm assuming, are you talking about the Gregory where Will Jordan takes the, um, uh, I forgot who catching the ball, uh, the, the in, out in the air? Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, um, look, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just, you know, frustrating stuff is that we saw last week where, oh, crappy. Hang on. Cancel that. Yeah. Um, we saw last week where, uh, you know, the the second action was the one that gets penalised, which was deemed to be worse. And there's no doubt that the worst, worst, situ- worst um, action in this this scenario is the fact that Jordan takes the player in the ear. And the fact that he has to actually run around a blocker to take him out in the ear makes it even worse. So the fact that um, we see last week, we see the retaliator basically gets penalized this week. It's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the first action. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Just throw your hands in the air. Referee got himself confused there. And to be be fair though, that was about the only one that the, uh, I thought the ref had a good game overall. Um, He just made a shocker um, with the opening kickoff, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, so yes, uh, the so, so they, got, they got that one wrong, but uh, so from then onwards, I thought the ref had a decent game um, in this one. Um, the Highlanders did the right thing. I mean, well, actually, it was in um, uh, in that they did uh, um, kick for points, uh, and at half time, I mean, obviously, we, we had the, uh, the the typical thing of um, oh, you don't beat the Crusaders with threes, and I'm like, oh, seriously. Um, at half time, it was one to try all but 7-16. So you're leading by nine points because you're kicking those threes. Um, yeah. Look, and- I mean, you, you're 100% right there. I mean, we've been talking about this. You, 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 I think it's a historical thing more than anything. Um, going back in the past, you didn't beat the Crusaders if you took your threes um, because they would score tries. But, I, I, you know, the, the game on the weekend shows is that you take your threes and you execute the rest of your game plan through for 80 minutes, then you can beat the Crusaders by taking your threes. It's usually the fact is that you take your threes and then they get a lucky try, you know, against the run of play and everybody loses their rag and it all goes pear-shaped from there. You know, what one thing happens here is that the Crusaders ended up with a fortunate try on, on the break, but the Highlanders didn't let them, let that um, derail their game which is what normally happens is the opposition get derailed in their own game plan and therefore the threes become irrelevant. Yeah, um, but what, what it did do, is the, as, as Aaron said in the, in the, the score there, it, sorry, in the live chat there, is that yeah, the, the points um, added uh, scoreboard pressure, but it also meant that the Crusaders knew they had to tighten up their discipline. And by tightening up the discipline, they give you more space. By giving you more space, you've got more chance of scoring tries. Scoring tries, um, yep. So it's if you're and, good enough, if you're good enough, and look, the the, the tries that the um uh the Highlanders did score, did score were their last two scoring opportunities, right? So there, yeah, it was the scoreboard pressure, um, the clock pressure that yep. led to providing the space or providing the the the, the change in play by the by the Crusaders because yeah, they couldn't let it get out to any bigger that yep. then allowed them to score those tries, and that's how you construct this. Sure, the you you, you could say that. The Highlanders beat the Crusaders on tries because they scored um, uh, three tries to two. So yes, they did beat yeah. with tries, but Look, um, yeah, it built Absolutely. off those threes. And, and then there are a couple of other points is that I mean, like you, you know, one thing that Steve and I have harped on about I think uh, forever is the fact is that you know at the end of the day, if the Blues and Crusaders don't turn up with their top game then any team can beat anybody on the day. You know, it's, it's like you have to turn up on the day. And we saw with the Crusaders, two things. They started making a few mistakes. And, they, and, and you know, there's been games where they've made mistakes. But what, what, what made it different this time is that we've also talked about the fact is that all the teams give the Crusaders too much space to actually develop their game on the game day, right? Richie Moanga... Um, the last game or the game before, you know, everybody raved about his last two games and how great he was. It's because the defense has just let him to let him take his time to execute. But what happened with the Highlanders? They didn't give him the time to execute, so they were getting flustered and they made the normal mistakes that they do do, but they couldn't cover it up because the time and space was taken away by the defending team. Yeah, but also okay. Um, in both halves, the the Highlanders had the more possession and the more territories. They they starved the Crusaders of ball, but the way they went about it was really kind of clever. 
they would kick deep. Uh, they the, the knowing that the Crusades would kick deep back would kick back to them, and then they would and then they would hold on to the ball and run it back. They wouldn't try and they, they, they were kicking. I mean, they kicked twenty seven times. The Highlands kicked more than the Crusaders did. Um, yeah. But when that second kick came back, they would then take the ball up, knowing that you've got broken play. So you're yep. going to get onto the front foot, and from there you can then play your your, your game because you're on the front foot. Um, uh, and so I thought that was really clever as to that 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 structure as to how they went about it, and they stuck to that game plan as well. They Tony Brown said, right, this is how we're going to play, and they played to it. Now, I mean, a lot a lot of commentators, a lot of commentary at the moment is about, or has over the last sort of couple of years has been about play what's in front of you, and yes, sure you should do, but that also involves having a structure around you that gives you those two choices. And it's not about playing anything. It's about having two two or three choices and playing the right choice for what's in front of you. Um, Keep it it's simple. It's not about having total free-form rugby. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, you're so right. I mean, Will Jordan aside, I haven't seen – I mean, the Crusaders have been playing fantastic rugby. Let's not get it – you know, let's not get that out of perspective. But one thing we haven't seen from the Crusaders is that they don't look like a team that's going to run at 80 metres, right? So I don't understand why teams haven't done this more in terms of what the Highlanders is. It's just keep them inside their 22, you know? Mm. You, you get, it's like as long as you do a half-decent kick, and the, and the key to the kick is not actually the kick itself. It's the fact of the follow-up line, the defensive line coming up, making sure you're engaged and you haven't got a split defensive line coming up, right? So the guys that are in front, don't progress forward. Allow the players from behind to put you on side and then make sure you're connected to maintain that defensive line. If you achieve that, then you can keep them pinned. The issue happens is that, you know, you kick deep a couple of times because you want to keep the Crusaders pinned back but your defensive lines are disjointed and therefore they, they rip you open. It's discipline. Keep your defensive jo line jointed and you, you they won't go anywhere. Yep. Um, there's some, uh, uh, there was uh, um, Aaron saying that uh, the Highlanders tackled out their skins. Um, look, the Highlanders made 100, 106 tackles to 166 by the Crusaders. The Crusaders have made a lot more work there. The Highlanders also only made 79% of their tackles, which is not very good. But their scramble defense was good. Uh, if the first one, uh, but and you, as you were talking about, the rush up was there to rush up. Um, even if you miss the tackle, you've closed down a lot of the play. Um, and the second guy can get them because you slowed it down. Um, yes, exactly. And that's so, so, well, sure, we've seen a lower number there. But at the end of the day, the Crusaders made eight, made eight clean breaks um, and only scored two tries. The Highlanders scored, made six clean breaks and scored three, which shows that yep. scramble. Um, really, really did work. The thing that really hurt the Crusaders, though, was turnovers. 22 turnovers conceded. Absolutely a nightmare there for them um, as the boys uh, in the particular back row. But also um, uh, what, 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 was, what was actually really kind of clever was um, you had um, Fakatava uh, got a turnover. So um, one of the things we mentioned on the post-match uh, re re review show that we did straight after the final whistle of this game was, that, look, you don't want Fakatava making your tackles because he's not the biggest guy. Right, so if some if you can get your you're not um, small, <laughs> you know, sure, it's not small, but it's not really, but in comparing to your um, uh, a frizzel or something, right? All oh, right, you want your frizzel making the tackle and then um, and just and, and have your um, have your Fakatawa go straight for the ball because um, because mm. you know, you know, you know, your frizzel's going to stop the guy dead. If you try and do that the other way around, frizzel's not going to have a chance of getting that ball because it's going to be all over, it, it's it's he's going to be smashed backwards. So well, um, exactly. Even if Fakatava makes the tackle, he's got he's got he's probably made a meter or two. That means that the, that second defensive player arriving has to reposition his feet to be able to get over the ball, as opposed to going in straight over the ball because he's been taken down at the advantage line or before the advantage line. So again, clever use of players um, and knowing their role, right? Knowing that some um, high, I'm 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 the small guy who's going to step. Behind the tackler, knowing that my job is that is, is to go straight for the ball, not to, to basically to ignore the player. He's going to make the tackle. I'm going to trust him to make the tackle. He'll make it, um, and I'll do my job separately. So, um, yeah, good good play all round from the um, from the Highlanders. Um, look, the Crusaders were off colour. Let's be blunt here. Um, they, they were the number of passes that hit the grass was unreal. Yeah, 
But but again, again, Paul, it's like you know, it's because that the defensive side actually put some pressure on and and closed down the space. And it's they're like any other rugby team. If you're able to put them under pressure, those sorts of errors will come. The fact is that there's too much standoff and watch the player and his dancing feet. And you allow you allow them to do that at your peril, and that's what we generally see, right? Whereas with um, what he's heating up, he's heating up. <laughs> but you generally see what you you know if you generally see that sort of space and time for them to execute the pass or the run that they need to do to get the Crusaders on the front foot. If you can close them down, then you know you're you you, and that's what we saw then you're going to put them under pressure. They're going to make mistakes because they're like any other rugby player. They're human. They're going to make poor options and they're going to execute poorly. So um, there was a, one of the commentators thinks there was six minutes to go. That, oh, look, the, uh, the, uh, or the, look the, 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 the clock is starting to, to pressure the Crusaders. It's like, no, it's been pressuring them for about, the, for, the, for, for about a good 10, 15 minutes already. <laughs> and we saw that. Richie, yep. um, Richie Mwanga rushed his kick for the conversion because he knew they didn't have time. He had to get the quick kick. He didn't have time to spend the full minute or whatever it is he's allowed to take. Um, yep. Uh, and, we saw and that the twice on the weekend. The um, Sorry? We saw that twice on the weekend where, you know, time running down and pressure kicks, crucial pressure kicks that need to go over and really but they can't take the time that they need to and they end up, you know, spraying it. Hmm. Um. The uh, so, so oh yeah also yeah also for the um uh in the um gone blank anyway um the but yeah the, the calm had gone from that Crusaders team say with with those passes behind the back I mean we saw um Garden back kind of a Garden Bashup um uh, who had a cracking game benefit. benefit from that and yeah a definite player um who was really impressing on his uh, on his first season we'll talk about a player later in a, in, in in a Blues jersey. Who had a cracking opening season and is finding second season difficult. Um, let's um, so so let's not get on to too too many superlatives around someone like Conor Garden Bash at the moment. But yeah, clearly at the moment um, playing really really well this year uh, and enjoying Super Rugby. I, just just the thing about Conor Garden Bashup is the fact is that I I just think that it's surprising you know because obviously we 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 would sort of think we've seen um, um, Jackson Garden Bashup running around for the Canes and for Wellington. And, um, yeah, he, he's a good player. Don't let's not get it wrong, but he doesn't have that acceleration. Connor Garden Bashup has that acceleration that his brother doesn't have. Um, he's got pace and he's got speed um, that really gets him into great positions and uh, gets him, allows him to do some great things. Yep, yep, no, absolutely. And, and, uh, the, and that gives him a lot of confidence from that as well. I think he's a much more confident player um, than his brother from that point of view. I mean, remember uh, when his brother was, should have gone for the corner um, when he didn't uh, earlier in the season, mm. um, whereas uh, yeah, Connor, I think yeah, that allows him to back himself. Yeah, nocturnal rights a result that shows you sh why you should not get too carried away about some players because they play behind a dominant pack. Yep, and true. we'll talk about that a bit later as well. <laughs> 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 hey, I just want to come back to that comment that Aaron made around Fakatava. We we talked about this on the at Saturday night Saturday night when we were at Eden Park before the Blues game, and uh, absolutely, you know, we we just sort of thought like. Um, Fakatava is clearly the second best halfback in the country at the moment. You know, Aaron Smith's number one, um, no doubt about that. But Fakatava is clearly the number two halfback in the country uh, for for the guys that were there on Saturday night, watch, waiting for the for the um, Blues uh, Canes game. Oh, he's, he's, he's playing well, and um, he's playing well, and shows that uh, if you're happy somewhere, um, extend your contract. Don't worry about who is in front or Who's behind in front you. Of you. Uh, oh, if you're wow. happy where you're playing, stay where you are. Yeah, but we look at that stupid comments that were around about, oh, Aaron Smith signed for the Highlanders, so well, how much game time is he going to get? He got 60 minutes on the weekend against the Crusaders. And and for the Highlanders, how perfect is that? you got Fakatava, who's playing fantastic rugby, starts the game, and you're able to bring Aaron Smith and experience on in a winning position to make sure he controls, helps control that game to make sure that they get over that line. Not, you know... I mean, it wasn't really close in the end, but you still got that experience to rely on, fresh, fresh mind to come on and, and to execute. Yeah, look, the, the All Blacks want to take Aaron Smith to the 2023 Rugby World Cup, all right? Um, having him play the full play full 80 minutes like he has done uh, in, over the last few years 
um, every game for the Highlanders isn't going to help that um, by uh, by having a situation like now where he only has to start every other game or or, or whatever and can come oh. off the bench. Uh, it's fantastic for the All Blacks. Oh, look, how much how much would would have been taken out of him? You know, those previous seasons we just never really. I mean, we we knew it, but we never really talked about it. He was playing seventy eight minutes of nearly every game, right? Yep. Of every Super Rugby game and a full Super Rugby season. Yeah, uh, you had um, Hamilton coming on with two minutes to go or five minutes to go. They they did not rely on any other halfback other than Aaron Smith. Yep. Now this obviously ruined my three dollar um, bet. Because obviously, um, and, and I say everyone would have put it on with the Crusaders, but um, it uh, definitely has opened up this tournament. Um, and with two upsets last weekend and upset this weekend, uh, look, Super Rugby Aotearoa is uh, is heading in the right way. Because what was looking like a, a basic procession for the Crusaders, um, really uh, is is uh, now has a lot more interest. And this is exactly what the tournament needed. It could have done with this 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 result in the very first oh. week. Yep. When the Highlanders went, uh, Highlanders had had a shout, but didn't um, never didn't never really. managed to quite get ahead. Get ahead, um, but um, yeah, good to see that. Um, One thing we just uh, before we leave that game, it's just like how lucky was um, uh, how lucky were the Highlanders that uh, Michael Collins got a crap pass because it helped them get to the line in his try because he's actually falling forward to catch the ball. And because he's down low, I think it was Will Jordan, really can't get a shot on him to tackle him. Not, not saying he would have tackled him, but you know, because he's ducked down and he's at a lower height, he just can't really get anything on the shoulder on him to stop him getting to the line. And it was because the, the ball was a dipping ball in front of uh, Michael Collins that he was basically having to lean forward to, to try and catch. Um, and... Um... For uh, Michael Collins, um, <laughs> the uh, good to see him actually doing well down there after this flack he took up at the Blues when he was being played out of position. Um, uh, so, yeah. yeah, Paul. I, look, um, I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I think real reality is is that he's a journeyman player, and um, I think uh, uh, if look, you didn't have the six players that were sort of digressing, and that you, you've got, you have got players with a lot more skill maybe the experience definitely not i mean you know the headspace and the experience but reality is with pace and and sort of ability um there's players ahead of him at the highlanders i'm look i'm not for one minute saying he should be an all black or anything like that oh, no, 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 not at all but I, am, but I am saying he's a decent super rugby player um who whereas the other blues he was considered not even decent enough to play super rugby um by a lot of by a lot of fans so um look he is he is super rugby quality uh, now, is, is he a star of a team? No, he's not. But he's, he's, he's a guy who's a good team player um, from that point of view. Um, so, yeah, so Get the player's uh, player award at the end of the season. The, <laughs> um, heading across the ditch then to the Waratahs versus the Brumbies. Now, I don't think many of us were expecting much from this game. Let's be um, uh, and uh, let's let, let, let's be honest. Um, and by the way, folks who are watching uh, the show rather than listening to the podcast, uh, there's an example of a Blues fan's opinion on Michael Collins. Um, the, um, <laughs> uh, but um, talking, uh, uh, moving across the ditch thing, the Warriors just got rid of their head coach, put a t his two assistant coaches in his co-heads. And we know that co-head coaches doesn't work, um, or I'm, I'm, uh, basically. Um, so the Warriors pretty much doing everything the wrong way. Uh, and uh, we weren't, so, so I think a lot of us were expecting the Brumbies just to walk into town and roll them over. Um, but, um, and uh, look, they came in and scored 10 points early on, and you could easily, have, you could, it would be very easy for the Waratahs just to lay down and die uh, at that point. But to be fair to them, look, they uh, they did make, an, they, they made a game of it um, and um, came very close to, uh, to, to, to getting, getting more than a losing bonus point out of it as well. Do we do, let's jump away, jump ahead to the eighty-first minute of the game, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're basically at the bottom of the table. You you pretty much guaranteed the wooden spoon um, for the season. Should they have planned that play better, knowing that the Brumbies are down two men in the defensive line to look at scoring closer to the post? As opposed to giving their, I mean, like he's a little bit more than a rookie first five, but he's still a very inexperienced first five, a shot from the sideline to win the game. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it was to take the game into extra time because it would have been a taken us to golden try yeah um, because it would have been a draw but um yes if you're if you're scoring your final try right out on the wing um and you're seven points behind you are definitely leaving it up for the gods as it were um as to what's uh, as to the outcome you're not taking control of the situation yourself yeah um, so yeah absolutely with 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 with, with rubbish down a couple of players um, you should definitely have been uh, trying to score closer in than that. Closer in, absolutely. yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, look, I mean, I, I think it was um, Simon that sort of said it in terms of the fact that, yeah, there we go. You got it up there anyway right in front of me. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how teams, after they've had their coach fired, um, th- that following week come in and perform. And it's sort of like a... Um, a Something that happens to teams when they <laughs> something that happens to teams when they lose their coach. That first game back, everybody's fired up and they seem to perform well. We don't see the Waratahs maintaining that. No, not really. I, I t- t- yeah, got, got to got our NPC NPC um, quality team. Yeah, for those of you who don't who uh, who kind of can't remember who don't know what NPC is because it doesn't exist anymore. Um, the equivalent of the equivalent of the Mice Ten Cup or the uh, or the new Bunnings NPC uh, Championship. Um, but look, um, the I mean the, the Waratahs dominated um, territory and possession in this one. Uh, the Brumbies um, having to make twice as many tackles um, as the uh, Waratahs. Uh, so look, this was a and whilst we talked about in the Crusaders Highlanders game about the the lack of set piece in this one, eighteen lineouts for the Waratahs and fourteen. Um, for the Brumbies, boy, there was a lot of clearance kicks to touch. Um, a what very you, different style of play. Look, w- w- when you look at that game and the tries that the um, Brumbies scored, um, there were, were some weird, really weak defence from the Waratahs and the tries. I mean, the, the classic ones, the 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 Banks, Tom Banks try, uh, I think was the first one. And the number of players there, the opportunity to cut them down, and he just seemed to bounce away from them. And it's just like, really? And then there was another one, I think a lot of Sia, I think it might have been in that scored in the corner. And it's just like plenty of opportunity to cut him down. And it's just like how he was able to get to the try line was. So I actually think that that game shows up that the frailties that the Brumbies has rather than how well the Waratahs actually played. Uh, good, fair, 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 fair point, I see. The... Um... Uh, the uh, yeah, because yeah, they couldn't turn the ball over. I mean, kicks from hand. I think I talked last time in the last game. It was like some like fourteen and twenty odd. It was twenty six by the Waratahs, thirty one by the Rumbi. So a lot more kicking in this game. So a very different style of game um, to the uh, to, to the to the Aotearoa one. Um, lots of turnovers conceded um, as well uh, in this one. Uh, and the Brumbies, fifteen penalties. Lucky to get away with just two yellow cards and a red card in some ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we know the um, Super Rugby Gold um, final is basically a, a Reds Brumbies um, game. Um, and real reality is, is that the Reds can all week the Reds should basically be talking about no penalties, right? Because if the Reds don't have any penalties, the Brumbies really don't get that platform to launch their game. Yeah, true. Um. The yeah, absolutely. That's what's what the um, what they're going to need to. And, and look, last year it was Brumbies Reds. This year, I think we're going to be talking Reds Brumbies as a final. That's going to make a big difference as the team um, who finishes top gets a bye and also gets home advantage. Um, a bye in the um, preliminary final, the semi final uh, that has to take place. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a reverse of the um, of reverse final of last year. Uh, we'll see if we get the reverse result um, as well. Nocturnal rights saying the second half tends to drag. I'm not sure if that's because um, you've already watched um, three hours worth of rugby. Um, <laughs> and getting late. And we, we, um, we're starting to get to the witching hour <laughs> and outside um, of the Tasman. <laughs> and look, in two games where you're expecting the Brumbies and the Reds to win comfortably, you're also not necessarily that switched on as well. You're thinking, well, it's going to be boring. But hey, hey um, credit to the, to, to the task to take it all the way to the end there. And nearly get the golden point, um, but um, uh, yeah, we're with the Reds one. You're just like, what, what? What's the point at this point? <laughs> Look, you're basically, well, yeah, well, they're they're already, 
around 11 o'clock, you're going through all, is the phone is like, I heard there's a mummy beer and she's trying to get her cubs across the road. Oh, wait, oh <laughs> what's happened to the rugby? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. No, um, I do agree with him, though. The Reds do seem the exception, and the fact is that they do seem to be a second half team. They do yep. seem to lift in the second half a lot better. Um, you, you, I mean, obviously, back at, before there was Tupo that used to come off the bench, but he's starting now. So, um, yeah, the rest of the team's still lifting um, for that uh, second half, and, and they seem to improve in that second half. And the good thing, I mean, a bit like we're talking with Aaron Smith, Fakatawa, is they've been switching it around. They've been sometimes starting him, sometimes putting him on the bench, um, which uh, and using him both ways. Not uh, basically not trying to burn, but trying trying not to burn him out um, effectively. But yeah, no, the Reds definitely make it, and uh, especially earlier in the season, I think less so now. But they were definitely trying to run players, run teams off their feet, and then and then win the game. Whereas I think now they're trying to win the game earlier mm. than they were before. Um, will Tupu uh, end up a future legend of the game? I think he's already he's already a legend in his own lifetime at the moment. Um, to be honest, uh, yeah, look, he's a, he was a mini legend before he even started um, as being Tom and Thor. Tom and Thor. <laughs> so, look, I think yes, um, yes, I think he is heading towards uh, towards that sort of thing. So yeah, the Brumbies roll on, but they got lucky um, a bit in this one. Uh, the Waratahs showing a lot more fight than we expected. Um, and uh, but as, as you say, Ashwin. I can't see them continuing that for the rest of the season, but there isn't many. There are only a couple of rounds left for them anyway. Um, but so you do worry for them come Super Rugby um, Trans Tasman. Um, look, a, a team that's playing that, that, that's a million dollars short of their salary cap compared to all the other Australian teams is yeah. Look, I, I don't think coaching was their issue. To be to be to be honest with you. Um, Actually, yeah, I mean, that's Aaron's comment there. You know, not, it shows that not everyone from Canterbury can coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I well, think that's, that, that's harsh from Rob Penny. Was it, oh, it, it, but I mean, like, it, no, we, we can go back. I mean, before Robertson, the Crusaders actually went nine years without winning a title, even though they were in the finals or semifinals regularly. And yep. that was with um, Blackadder, the father of Ethan. Um, yep. You've had Hammond with the um, Canes. You've had Aaron Major with the um, Highlanders. Um, now Penny and Rob Deans with the Waratahs, respectively. You know, before Rob Deans went with the uh, with the Wallabies. So um, it's 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 not a given that just because you know you've got this great history behind you that you can lead them in. And I think that's what shows the exceptional skill sets that Scott Robertson has. And the fact is that you know it's not just about being a great coach; it's about motivating a group of men to perform. And also, look, we, we, it's also the that um, uh, look the, the success he's having down there is partially due to the whole environment that uh, Canterbury and the Crusaders have, but he's adding the little stardust on top that gets them the actual that gets yeah. some titles as opposed to just being contenders. He's the yeah, it's obviously the break um, dancing at the end of practice. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, okay, tangent. But look, um, Scott Robinson and Razor in, 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 in uh, the third one. Uh, look, he was starting to look like an old, like, like, like looking like a dad dancing. Um, and <laughs> yeah. better, I think, yeah, I, I think he's uh, at the edge. Um, hey, um, I, I think this is a one for Tuesday nights, but oh, seriously, I mean, uh, I, I think this is something for Tuesday nights, as I said, but it really is a discussion point. I haven't come across any rugby fan that believes that Ian Foster should be the All Blacks coach ahead of Scott Robertson. The Okay, that's a Tuesday night one for us then. Yeah, that's a um, Tuesday night one. But, you know, I sort of put it out there. <laughs> let, let that stew with the our, our followers and, the, and, and within our people that might turn up on the show as well and think yeah. about that one. But I honestly, I haven't. The um, uh, Nocturnus is a... Uh, Tasman will almost an equivalent power to uh, Canterbury for the say with yes they are but and and uh, but um and, and they'd have a Crusaders uh, academy there um, but that's only been the last five six years I think um prior so yeah so it's um they, they are becoming I mean yeah I mean, Tasman has got pretty much a very similar um setup now to uh, Canterbury from that point of view and, and, and yeah it's all part of the same the same system um. The um, 
Actually, we won't put that one up. Um, um, the, um, I don't know what he's saying. It's, it's his English is gone because he must have had a few whiskeys it's Sunday night and it's holiday tomorrow. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, um, moving on then to Eden Park, and you were there for that one. Um, before we get into this one, AJ Lamb, congratulations on your debut. Obviously, you'll be watching the show. Um, the, um, <laughs> hey, AJ, how are you doing? Um, so, uh, yeah, congratulations to him on his uh, debut. Um, I think he had to make one tackle and didn't touch the ball once. So hopefully he gets a bit, a bit more um, a bit more ball next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, good to see him on his debut there. Um, and also um, it was offers uh, 100th or 101. 101, was it? Yeah, 101. Um, he played the 100th away last week at, at uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, because he's running on with his daughters, wasn't he, in this one. Um the uh, so yes, we had the uh, an early yellow card for Karifi, which I think everyone was happy with or comfortable with. Um, that unless uh, you wore a yellow jersey, well, not the referee's jersey, uh, sorry, the white jersey, I should say, or the yellow oh, jersey. Look, yeah, I mean, normally with you, the, 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 the head coach of the um, I've got blanks of his name now, Plumtree, is it? I think it is for the for the for yep. the uh, for the games. Oh, Plumtree's moved, isn't he? Um, yep, no, 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 the Jono, Jono's brother, Chris, Chris Gibbs, yep, yeah. um, was yeah, look, but they they could they, they came out and said, yep, yeah, fine with that yellow. And understood. Um, so look, that's not a. Um, so that, that it's. Uh, it's yeah, actually it's, lucky. I think it's actually lucky it wasn't red. Um, just clips the shoulder before making contact with the head, because Oteri Black isn't part of that ruck. So he's cleaning out a player that's actually clear of the ruck and doesn't need to be contacted at all. Um, oh, and then he, yeah. yeah. Um, AJ is yes. Ben Lamb's brother. Yes, he is. Apparently, yes. From the comment, the. the the vague comment that the commentators on TV made. Um, the uh, but look, the, the first half was 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 difficult watching. Really, both sides making errors, um, and uh, we end up being ten nine um, at half time. I think it was quite right. The Blues were kicking threes. Uh, there was some somebody some 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 uh, in the commentary saying, "Oh no, I think look, being." Uh, Seven six up, nearly half time. They should go and try and kill the game, or try and make a decisive advantage. No, take your threes. Uh, it was the right thing to do. Should they have given up a three back? No, um, they should. Have, they, they they should have got to half time with that uh, at, at ten six. But hey, um, the 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 Canes were good enough to get that um, to get that three there. Um, but yeah, I'd say just the first half of errors really. Oh look, you're you're being. I think you're being nice, saying that as the first half was crap. I think the whole game was pretty pretty average, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I've had a few people, and I had friends staying over for the weekend, but I still went to the game. Um, shows my commitment. Um, but uh, you know, I got well, back, and they're not really like people. Like, you, just like, you just don't like people who staying with you for the weekend. <laughs> but um yeah we got back they're not really angry people they said oh how the game goes the game was crap but at the end of the day it doesn't matter it's the result that matters you know you win ugly who cares you, you get the w and that's all that matters look were, 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 were the blues um full-flowing wonderful rugby in the second half no <laughs> did they did they control possession and go through more phases and not turn it over so much yes yes they stopped trying to go control the game a little bit better yeah, they, they 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 played narrower in their pods um, rather than trying to go wide quickly, uh, and we're using the tip on quite well, and by doing so, held on to the ball a bit longer, um, which basically gave them the game in the end. I, I you know, as a Blues fan, I, we, I just don't understand the concept of um, and Steve 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 being a Blues fan as well. Jamie's not here. Yeah, well, hopefully, he might still be around in the chat room. But um, being a Blues fan, it just doesn't make sense or it's hard to comprehend the fact that the Blues, as soon as the whistle blows to the start of the game, they start going wide. They've got one of the biggest pack, if not the biggest pack out there that can get good forward momentum close into the rucks that brings the defensive defense in and then gives those players out wide that have actually got some skills and you've got uh, Ronnie Clark and Mark Talia on the wings who can beat one-on-one defenders. Give them that. This is like Take it up close first, take it in close, get some forward momentum and then get it out to them. But now the ball goes straight out to them. And what that actually does, it actually compromises them when they're tackled because, if you know, when you're going out wide, it's harder to get your um, you, your people in to protect the ruck and therefore opening yourself up to a jackal or a pulfer. 
Um, also, well, as we saw in the second half with um, Ruru uh, running with the ball quite uh, on, on about every third ball, every third ruck, um, it showed that it meant that the, 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 the Hurricanes defence yeah, was sliding quickly. So if, you, yep. if they know you're going wide, they'll slide wide and there's no room out there for you anyway. Absolutely. Add on to that, Rico trying to take players on the outside shoulder the whole time, um, eating up space for his wingers. Uh, yes. And the combination of all that means that the that you end up with the 16th player being the sideline uh, and the Blues just keep yep. running out of space. So, oh, look, I, um, I think, yeah, I, I think the, um, the um, oh, I can't think of the word I've gone blank on it, but um, the, the, the discussion around Rico and his passing ability isn't actually the major problem. The major problem is the fact that he runs sideways trying to get around his man and he takes up the space for his outsides as his fullback who's coming into the line and his winger. That's the problem. If he straightens better, I think we will find that he actually can pass. And he did actually do a couple of times in the game where he didn't run sideways and or he did manage to beat his man on the outside and was then able to offload inside or outside. Yeah, look, I mean, he creates one of the tries by doing that, by running around one of the forwards, but he, he got a mismatch Near there yep. um, with uh, Walker Lurie, um, who had a decent game, by the way. Just look, yep. if you're up against that kind of player, that's it, it's, it's going to happen to you. Um, Stefan, Stefanson asks us uh, concerns over Caleb Clark's confidence and performance. Um, look, his confidence is going to be is, is going to be low because he's had a lot little little little, little opportunities to play because he's given no space. I mean, we've, we've talked, I think we just talked through why he's in that situation. Um, second season, though, also people have got more game tape on him to understand what he's going to do, uh, and we're closing down more. And yeah, it's just something he's going to have to work through uh, and show that he is um, all black quality. No, I, I think um, oh, you're well, well. You're right. Obviously, you know, second season, everybody, people do get tape on him and um, able to work out his game. But there's elements of his game which I think um, uh, he he's he's not doing it at the moment because of his confidence level. Um, I, you know, one of the things he did, which doesn't matter how much tape you got, is that he gets him. He used, or, you know, his game is getting involved in the game. So he comes off his wing and he gets involved around the ruck and taking the ball up like a forward almost. And, um, you know, which, which he gets meters forward and he's not doing that. And that does, you know, somebody watching tapes of you doesn't stop you doing that. And that is really just the fact that your confidence is down. Yeah. But that, but tape does say, okay, which way does he step? How does he step? Oh, absolutely. Goals, um, which mean that, uh, uh, yeah, he gets tackled easier. And look, he's and I think, at the end of the day. And, and, the, and the fact that what we, you know, what we just alluded to, like, you know, a few seconds ago in terms of Rico taking up that space yeah. by running sideways instead of basically, you know, get him the ball, let him have a go one-on-one even. Because he hasn't even had a go one-on-one for how long? Yeah, exactly. Um, look, lots of players are rocks and diners in this one. I mean, Kiriwani, uh, way too slow at the back, of the, the back of the scrum, giving up the ball, but then holds yeah. up the player at the end of the game to win, to, uh, the to game. secure the game. So look, that, um, I'm glad you brought that one up actually, because I was, you know, look at the end of the day, it was still poor play by Akira. He really was a bit too casual. But what disappointed me was Ruru was actually, um, um, uh, was I was going to say penalised. He wasn't penalised, but picked up on for not. Oh no, it wasn't Ruru. So it was Mark Talia for knocking the ball down out of a hand and therefore called as a knock on. Um, Tamatani um, does the same thing for Akira. He gets to Akira, he knocks the ball out of Akira's hand, he effectively knocks the ball forward, and it should have been a blue scrum. In saying that, Akira was too casual off the back of that scrum. Yep, absolutely, yeah, he was. Um, and again, was that the right call? Should Ru, I mean, look, Ru should, should kick the, should, should Ru, well, not picking actually kick, but should Ru, should just pass it to someone to kick, um, yep. rather than expect, so again, uh, you're, you're at that stage of the game. Do you want to be? Do you want to play low percentage, or, or are you you're trying to get? You're trying to add extra tries when you're already 24, 12 up. Yeah. Uh, look, you're not having to chase the game. Is that really the right play? Um, no, it was wrong. It was totally the wrong play. Totally the wrong play. It should have basically been straight out and up the field, into touch as far as you can kick it into touch. So then you can't even do a quick throw on or anything. Now, and this is part of the leadership issue that the Blues have. I've got no problem with Tom Robinson um, being captain per se. I he's a, he's a, he's a good guy, a uh, good player, etc., uh, and has been part of the leadership team. But should your cap should, should your captain be someone who isn't even in the starting fifteen for, the, for uh, so far during the season? 
Um, I, that just shows you that there's very little other, um, what's the word, you know, very little other leadership in that team uh, and that they are lacking leadership. So that, to me, that, um, the, uh, to me that's, uh, that, that, that's a real problem for, for, for this Blues team at the moment is that there, are, there is a lack of leadership in there um, this- after Patrick. If you, if you go back to last year when you had Bowden Barrett there, it's it's not just it's it's not so much a lack of leadership, it's a, a lack of that. You know, I mean, I'll take it back to the corporate world. You know, you got lots of leaders in corporate world, right? But the companies that perform way wow, how do they do that? Have that exceptional leadership, and that's when you look at a Bowden Barrett that's there. He's got you got leaders like Patrick, and then you've got this you got leadership above that. And that's what, I mean, like we go back to the Crusaders, that's what you have across the park with the Sam Whitelock, your Richie Moanga, even with the David Havili a little bit as well, Scott Barrett. You've got players that aren't just leaders at this level, they're leaders at this level. So taking, you know, and, and I think that's the issue is the fact is that, you know, just those well, players I, I, with I, that now to take that next level type leadership. Well, I'd argue that you, you, you're lacking mid-level leadership with with the Blues because if you're having to bring a non-starter on to be your leader after Patrick's injured, that shows there's no one else. It's just not. Uh, I, I actually yeah, you, there's two elements to that, and I, whilst I don't disagree with you, I, I sort of think that um, you know one thing, Steve. I think or I can't remember if he mentioned on the show or whether he's just in our own conversations. You know, the back row of the Blues just didn't quite have the right mix with Hoskins and um, Akira. Um, two number eights effectively playing in the back row. And I, I, I think real, reality is, is that Robinson was going to come in. If, let's say, Patrick Tuipolota was um, fit and captain, I think you will still would have seen Robinson in. Um, and then maybe if, if they see him as being a, one of their top leaders, in there, you see him come in as a captain, even though he hasn't been – he's been coming off the bench. Yeah, well, Okay. Um, I, it, it just seems strange. It, 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 it's, it's, it's still yeah. absolutely it still feels weird that a yeah. guy that's been playing off the bench is all of a sudden you, you're captain. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Akira, uh, sorry, Arnie Surveyor's yellow card. Um, so the commentary was absolutely appalling for this um, on a number of counts. Now, uh, some people have said uh, when, when, I, when I tweeted out about the, uh, the commentary saying, look, the commentary should be allowed an opinion. Absolutely, they're allowed an opinion, but they've got to understand they drive Thought. the public, uh, the, the, the public, elite, the, the, the public perception is going to, you're going to see on Twitter and Facebook to a good degree. Um, so they've got to give balance around their opinions and give the other view as well. Otherwise, you just end up with a whole witch hunt for the referee on face on on on, on in, in public forums which is totally unfair to referee. So first off, um, uh, to, to get down there in the first place, we had a Karifi pilfer um, that was blown for penalty. On the replay, it's quite clear his right elbow is on the ground while his left hand is going for the ball, but they don't go and touch. They, they, but they don't even mention that. And they say, oh, it looks like a good pilfer to me. I don't know what the referee's calling there. Well, that's because you're blind. Then um, we go into the... Um, uh, <laughs> um, the uh, we go into the um, the, the, the 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 more situation where they're where they're talking a lot about oh Arnie's come through the middle there he's absolutely fine he's entitled to be there he is entitled to be there but the referee isn't penalising him for being there what the referee is penalising him for is because he has his knee here on the ground whilst the ball carrier is still on his feet and he gets above the ball carrier therefore when it all collapses. He is seen as being the person called pulling it down. Now, you can argue as to whether there were other players that brought it down, whether the Blues were diving for the line, all those sort of things, if you want to. That's fine. But um, but you're not talking say, about that. But, but yeah, I'm talking about, talking about the, the commentators here in that the reason here, the, the reason they've made, the, the reason the referee has made that call is they've seen that knee, they've seen him above the ball carrier, they've seen it go down. That creates a picture that says he is pulling it down. Now, as I say, there are arguments that Scrafton from the other side um, and somebody else from there are tackling um, uh, Ardi Surveyor, fine. Um, and if that's if, if that's what's collapsed it, then maybe it was the wrong call. But to say that he's there, why did he get penalised and not be able to explain what the penalty was is extremely poor 
um, commentary from Sky TV in that one. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, look, I, that's that's the thing. That's the problem that you've got. Uh, what Aaron's alluding to is the fact is that you don't, it, it, although the rest of the country will say, oh, Auckland commentators, actually, there isn't a single Auckland commentator in the Sky group. Okay, even Mills on Saturday night was basically who played it was in a championship winning side with the Blues, made some absolutely shocking calls. I remember one as a turnover, and it's just like, oh, the Blues have been correctly penalized for you know not rolling away. It's just like, what are you talking about? There's not even a Blues player left in the ruck obstructing the ball, and Hoskins has come over the top to Pulfer, and so it was actually a wrong call by the ref. But Mills is going on about how poor, you know, the ref, oh, sorry, the uh, Blues have done and they correctly penalised. So it is absolutely correct. The the commentating team is always looking at a bias against the Blues. It's it's so obvious and patent there. And that, that, that Artie situation just sums that up beautifully. Now, whether it's that, whether it's plain incompetent, um, I, I don't know. Um, but the yeah the the comment the comms particularly around this one was very very poor and has well, left the, and has left the referee out uh, hung out to dry which I think is is, is out of order by the. Well, uh, I'll go back to the first go back to the first Blues Hurricanes game and you had Nisbo Nisbo and Justin Marshall and his commentators in that game and it's just like oh my god I I think the the older Nisbo gets the more biased he gets towards a Wellington or Hurricanes team and, and that one actually doesn't matter whether it's Blues or whoever it is. His, he's just basically, look, mate, you're getting your call wrong now. So either retire or look at your game. So, yeah, Sky, up your game with the, with the comms. Um, we, uh, so hopefully you're watching this. We know that you know we, we exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's, yeah. Get, let's not focus okay. on our blokey bloke mates that do matey mate interviews that then go and stuff up on air. And let's actually get some commentators that actually commentate on the game inaccurately. You mean people who make racist jokes on that? Yeah, <laughs> and clearly think it's extremely funny by the by, by, by the way they're grinning at their own joke. Um, yeah. absolutely piss poor, put bluntly. Absolutely, um, I like. I mean, you know, look, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be the puritanical or anything like that. There's a time and a place. But you know, with your mates having a joke, if if um um the Jap, I've forgotten the Japanese player's name, but I mean, like you know, I know that he did it with um. The halfback, the Japanese halfback that used to be there, and they used to do their funny videos and stuff like that. They're in a, all on, they're all in on the gag. They're all together. That's fine. It's not a place to do it on air. No. Um, so yeah, that, that was his fact of it, and it, obviously Hemino was the the number eight for um all, all the back row that's playing there. Anyway, um yeah, Blues basically um tidy tidy things up in the second half, and that's what won the game um, by by playing it tighter and not going wide. Um, didn't take an awful lot of rocket science, to be honest. Look, um, um, just just in terms of as a Blues fan, I think the reality is is the fact is that it, it's they have to learn to win ugly. They'd stuffed up the week before against the Chiefs. For a one minute short, they would have won ugly and got out of dodge, and that's what they needed to do. This week they managed to do that, and that's what they got to learn is to work, learn to win ugly because when your game do, does come together – you know that you're pretty much sweet, but you got to learn learn to win ugly. Um, so final game of the round, so the Reds Rebels take on the Reds. Um, and look, I think no, not the cool. ACC, Simon. Not the ACC. No. <laughs> he said yeah, the alternate yeah, commentators is the ACC, and it's just like yeah, no. No, 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 he's saying you can have a button so you can change commentary, you can choose commentary. Oh, they could do it. Right, sorry. Yeah, it should have. Yeah, sorry. Not, my bad. Not, sorry. Not that they use the ACC. No, please yeah, don't. Sorry, my bad. Again, a whole bunch of middle-aged mates, <laughs> mates white guys, but bluntly. Yeah. Um, the, um, um, so, um, uh, Red, Rebels versus Reds, look, 16 minutes, the Reds are up 24-0, and you're thinking, boy, this one's done and dusted. <laughs> Absolutely done and dusted. The Rebels, look, to their credit, claw this back to 14-24 at halftime, um, which um, I did not see coming. I, 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 yeah, I saw this one being an absolute runaway, run, 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 runaway train for the Reds. Now, look, the Reds in the second half up their game again and did and did uh, did pull away to win it 44-19. Um, but uh, I say, 
at least they always managed to pull it back a little bit in that first half. Um, but um, the uh, yeah, it's just that that's uh, that's the, the rebels managed to do a number on the Reds in their first game with the defence. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Reds really ran had a good one here, didn't they? Every time the Rebels looked like they could had a chance of getting back into the game, they threw an intercept pass. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the quick tries. I mean, like, oh, watching, and this is like two tries is only four minutes gone. Holy crap. But, like, shortly after, the Rebels were actually getting some good good, good time with the ball and that, and uh, holy crap, there's another try to the Reds because they threw an intercept pass just as they looked like they were getting themselves into the game. And it happened again later as well. So yeah, it's um, the uh, uh, the um, this, this this Reds team is looking good, right? They looked complacent last weekend, um, but uh, managed to pull it round. Um, when they when they're up against a team that, that, that's done a job on them, even if they did win that last game, it was at the death. Um, they they, they step up their game, and I think that's what we're going to see come finals time. Uh, is in this. Um, is that yeah? I think the Reds, the Reds, uh, uh, yeah. We're, I said we're a bit too complacent last weekend. This weekend, that didn't happen um, up against a team who um, and um, Lamani um, looking um, very good. I mean, hey, having the uh, uh, Fijian scrum half as your winger um, isn't a bad uh, isn't a bad option apparently um, in this one. I think I think a Fijian back will basically anyone from the second well, row he, back he, he can play anywhere on the field if you're a Fijian. <laughs> so yeah, so, so yeah, Lamani. Um, sorry, I, 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 what I was saying it was all rubbish because yeah, Lamani's play was playing for the Rebels and looked very good. He was like the only player. He, he was one of the best players the Rebels. Um, but for the yeah, the Reds, look, uh, they 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 got they got uh, a, a good a good pack. Um, they got them from football, and then they yeah, they they ran away with it. And as you say, a few um, interceptions which were really poor um, by uh, by the rebels. But um, if you're chasing the game, that's the kind of thing that kind of happens. Yeah, really. And, and I mean, like yeah, yeah look, and that's not the, the other thing that you have to highlight is the way that Tupo runs. I mean, you give him space. Mm-hmm. Um, he's run. He's as fast, especially. I mean, like. Maybe you can catch him over 100 metres, but you ain't going to catch him over 30 or 40 metres. He's got enough pace to out-sprint out a back. He's, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal player. He's, um, yep. um, uh, anyone listen to the new app on uh, Australian Rugby Podcast and the break? No, didn't... Um, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't look at the, uh, the Australian Rugby Podcast, but um, apparently they're being financially broke. So they have been for the past uh, decade, I think. Uh, I don't think there's anything new there um, about Australia rugby being broke. But, could be um, a Tuesday item, though. If there's some, um, yeah, yeah. The, the oil on how it will actually over ten years fell apart. The wheels yeah. fell off. So, um, so yes. Uh, so, uh, look, I'm not sure as much to say about this one. Um, we expected we expect the rebels to put a better fight, better fight than they did against the Reds. Uh, but look, one song's got. A couple of early tries like that, it's going to be difficult um, to make it a contest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, the hey, um, um, oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry, Karen. I, I was just going to say we're a bit remiss. I was just like just just to sort of like with the the hurricanes, um, it, it, you know, we, we've we've looked at. Um, I, I know um, being Blues fans, um, we've looked at players and think, why isn't he there? But realistically speaking, honestly. I can't understand how the Hurricanes can't have a better first five amongst this squad, their extended squad. I mean, I, I know Steve and I, again, I mentioned Steve, but we've talked about Lincoln McClutchy, who had pretty good season for Hawks Bay. How he can't get game time for the Hurricanes, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just mind-boggling, tell you the truth. And the fact is that you, you, they, they, they got a young kid down there from up Auckland, from King's College and Aidan uh, Morgan. Um, you know, the fact is that you're really not achieving anything by having um, Ledger there as first five. You, you got to chuck these kids in there and give them a go then. I mean, Lincoln McClutch, he's not even a kid. He's playing, been playing NPC for, what, three or four seasons now. So realistically speaking, I, I just, you know, it would it'd help the Hurricanes a hell of a lot if they could get a um, 
first five that could get them around the field a bit better. They're just relying so much on Geordie Barrett. And one thing, that, I don't know whether it came across on the TV or not, um, watching the game on TV, but while you're at the ground, yeah, they made a few breaks on the flanks and that. You know, you expect that from any team. Um, but the reality is their game plan was Geordie kicking it as high as he can and trying to get the ball to Snowflake. That, that was their game plan, basically, when you're at the ground watching it from the West End. I don't know if that's what came across on TV. Look, there are options for the Hurricanes at 9 and 10 if they want to. As you say, Lincoln McClutchy at 10. Uh, at 9 again, they've also got very inexperienced guys. Um, someone like Dwayne Poliativo, uh, for example, is knocking around New Zealand at the moment, who's the uh, Samoan uh, number 9 for the World Cup just a couple of years ago. Uh, so, look, there are options for them there. Um, personally, I think Brett Cameron should be released from his from the Crusaders as well to go play for them. Uh, look, he's already moved to Manawa too, so it's quite clear he's going to be at the he's going to be at the Hurricanes next year. Next year, um, so let's have him go this year. Um, to be so, fair, yeah. um, uh, um, Luke Campbell, the first five. I oh, sorry, the halfback. Yeah, but you need two, don't you? And no, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I thought he actually like, uh, you know, until this weekend's game, I was just like, why is he starting? But I actually thought he actually didn't have a bad game um, on Saturday night. Um, and also having having an experienced guy around the squad, um, just to, how do you prepare for a game? Uh, what do you look for in your position? All that kind of stuff would also help those young guys as well. Yep. What um, um, What happened to Booth? Where did he go? Didn't I he get picked I, up by the Canes? Yeah, he's there, but he's injured. Oh, okay. But you're still, you know, what you just alluded to, right? Having somebody with experience on prep, game management, that sort of thing. Someone like Jamie Booth. But, but just sort of like, if that if that's all you've got, it's still better than nothing in terms of, he is an experienced player. Um, you know, when we when we saw him play for the Sunwolves, um, you know, previous iterations of Super Rugby, you know, again, it's a comment we used to make. Why wouldn't the, you know, when the Blues were struggling with halfbacks before they got knocked um, up and running, before they got Finlay Christie, this is like, why wouldn't the Blues be knocking on Jamie Booth's door? So he's definitely got something that he can share with um, someone like Luke Campbell. Hey, I'm amazed, actually. Luke Campbell's 26. Wow. Okay. This is Not first a young kid. Rugby. But anyway, yep. this is first Super Rugby. Um, and uh, Jonathan uh, Tumatane is uh, 24. Um, as well, right. uh, previously with the Chiefs. Um, yep. So, yeah, perhaps um, a bit surprising with that one there. Um, the um, uh, AK, is anyone else really concerned about how poor the skill levels in New Zealand teams have been so far? Um, not really. No, I don't think You're so. You're not concerned I mean, about it? You're not surprised? I, I, I'll be honest, I am a little bit. Um, I thought... First rounds didn't. Hey, look, it's not too bad, and we'll get better. I actually think, um, like we, we watched, you know, a, a, the, obviously the Highlanders Crusaders game was um, pretty good, but that could have been the level of intensity and uh, sort of thing in the game as well. But when you look at two games, um, the, the Chiefs Blues game last week and the Chiefs, uh, sorry, the Hurricanes Blues game this week, pretty poor in terms of execution of skill sets. Um, just got a quick reminder for people on YouTube, you can always use Super Chat if you want to uh, highlight a question for us to uh, to talk about. Um, just a point there. Um, but um, uh, look, I think we're probably close to um, wrapping this one up unless something like that comes through. But um, uh, a couple, couple of conversation uh, things in the chat there um, The uh, about um, uh, second year of the Blues um, uh, after... The 2020 is, is second year, second second year season syndrome. Um, Hurricanes only good loose forward is Ardy, etc. Look, more of that kind of stuff is going to come about on um, Tuesday evening with the Driving More show. Do join us at 8 p.m. on Tuesday evening for that show. Put your questions in the live chat there. That's our general rugby chat. Talking about all the hot topics in um, rugby around the world. Here we are talking about generally trying to keep keep it on the games um, rather than that we, we perhaps have. Um, tangentially drifted a little bit um, this evening more than we would do normally. Um, so, uh, yeah, Super Rugby AU um, going to script. Um, Super Rugby Altera, uh having a few more questions thrown in there uh, after, over these last two weeks. Previous to that, going very, very close, very much to script. I think everyone knew, knew what was going to happen. 
Um, but so yeah, definitely interest has been more interest been breathed into uh, the tournament over the last couple of weeks. Thank you very much, um, uh, Austrian, for joining me uh, this evening. Um, as I say, we'll be back on Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. with the Driving Mall Show. I will be here at 7 a.m. every single morning with the morning sports briefing. Uh, so your best way to start that is to be with all the important sports news. So do join me for those as well. And don't forget, everything is available as a podcast as well. So uh, do download us onto your phone, listen to us on the go, join your commute, housework, gardening, um, or whatever. Oops, wrong computer trying to stop. Here we go. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.